Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Pennerot in the locker room, bringing you all of the latest in sports. Uh, today we are going to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes matching up with the Bama Crimson Tide for the national championship on Monday night. Uh, we're going to talk about the Browns snapping the 18-year playoff drought. You're going to want to hear from Chad on that one, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to talk about how COVID could impact their game coming up against Pittsburgh. Um, Bengals season's over. We're going to give you a little bit of an end-of-season review and what we would like to see them do and plenty more. Uh, before we get started, I wanted to uh, kind of give you guys some info on this uh, playoff bracket pool that I've been posting stuff about. Um, so essentially, man, it's like a, a college basketball bracket. Um you pick your teams who you think is going to win. You pay once, you pick once, and then it's done. So it's not like the pick them where you got to get in every week. You can just do it once. Uh, cash at me 20 bucks. Make your picks. You'll get one point for a win in the first round, one point for a win in the second round, or two points for a win in the second round, excuse me, uh, four points for a win in the conference championship, and the Super Bowl win is worth eight points. So first place, we'll get um, all of the money minus $50 that will be paid to second place. And um, whatever the cost is to run it, I sent it out and put it on the post. It'll let you know how much I paid to run the pool. I'll get that back just so I'm not losing all my ass again like I did with the pick'em at the beginning. So if you want to get into that, let's join up. Let's try to run that thing up, see how big we can get it, and pay somebody out a whole bunch of money after the Super Bowl. Um, so getting into it, man, uh, Monday, the 11th, Buckeyes tied. Uh, do I have to say Crimson Tide or can I just call them the Tide? I don't know. Roll Tide? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works in Bama. Yeah, fuck them. Did you say Monday? Monday the 11th, right? Maybe. Well, yeah. It's not looking good COVID-wise in Columbus, man. From what I'm hearing, uh, the the entire defensive line is quarantined. Um, so that's not good. So from what I hear... The Buckeyes are ready to roll, ready to play this game Monday, but the Big Ten are, is kind of wanting to push it back. That's now that's the that's the insight that I've been told as far as that goes. So what I'm hearing from that is, and I'm trying to think like a Buckeye fan. Well, you got to understand too that this is the only game. This is the biggest game. So they're scared of Alabama. You know, that's not is true. What, you, you, is, I bet it hurts you. I bet it hurts you at the beginning of this episode to say playing for another national title after you thought that Clemson was just going to roll on Ohio State. I did. I did. We, we can talk about that game, too. Um, but, you know, based on how I was talked to by Ohio State fans when Michigan had a COVID outbreak, I'm just going to say that Ohio State's scared of Alabama and they're, maybe they're trying to buy some time for fields to get if a little there healthier because got one a shit team, If there is one team in college football that has pushed through this COVID situation, it's the Ohio State Buckeyes. They haven't used any excuse. They've played 20-plus they've played players down. And they are playing for a national championship. As a matter of fact, they pushed out of the as, Illinois game. As though. a matter of fact, they just made Trevor Lawrence look like he was not going to be the first round pick. As a matter of fact, it might be because of Ohio State why Trevor Lawrence is not a Heisman. He I, didn't look good. I do agree. That's with for that. the, that's one of the first times in his college career that Trevor Lawrence did not look good. 
Well, and I, it's crazy to think that he's going to leave now, and after he's been this phenom for three years with no Heisman under his belt, he's it never is. had a Heisman. No, that is that is crazy. Um, I think he wins that game. He probably does get it. Um, Devontae Smith. Uh, no, is, I, is deserving. I, I I don't I don't think I ever I don't think we even talked about the Heisman in here, but and when you and I were talking, I'm not even so sure that I even told you about it. But I remember talking to my son and uh, and talking to a, a few other buddies, and I said the person that I think is going to win the Heisman and the person that I thought uh, was deserving of the Heisman was Devontae Smith. I just felt like he's there wasn't really a quarterback that really stood out. Um, obviously. Justin had his his downsides during the regular season, but obviously he just played fucking huge. I'm not sure if he was going to get in and off six games anyway. Right, right. Well, I mean, and then you know Trevor has a you know a decent season, is out a couple games because of COVID, has that outing against Ohio State, and uh, Devontae Smith has been the most consistent. I mean, he, he's the yeah from the big time playmaker man for Alabama, and that's a loaded team. Yeah, so I mean, going to the Ohio State Clemson game, and I I said this to you guys and. I started getting like some attacks, man. I, I started getting called a closet fan. Well, I've always thought you're a closet fan. Well, that's fucking false. But all I said was that was the best game that Ryan Day has ever coached. That is the biggest game Ryan Day has ever won as well. Yeah, it is. The he biggest was prepared, game he's ever man. Won. He had him prepared. But I, 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 and I get it for the Browns. See, people, you're a closet Browns fan because, like, you know, you said you were rooting for him. Like, well, dude, I'd root for Iraq against Pittsburgh. Right, but. <laughs> No, I I don't think it makes me a closet fan just because I can like re- respect or or see that they did how, well. I hate them, but that was a hell of a game. How that can Ryan you Day how, exactly? How can you watch that game and say Ohio State didn't play well? Like I, you I can't. I, it's that's I didn't impossible. Want him, I didn't want them to win, but but I try to I try my best to remain an objective football fan. I wanted them to lose. I was rooting for them to lose. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the game, I was like, "Well, shit, man. Ryan Day had them ready. That that bulletin board board material that Dabo put out there, Ohio State's had this underdog. We're not supposed to be here. They don't want us to be here mentality kind of all year. Mm-hmm. They helped push college football to happen. They they've carried that chip on their shoulder and they t- they went out on the field for 60 minutes and laid it out on Clemson. And I What else do I say? It's not like they won off of a questionable call that right. I could maybe say was bullshit. You know, the targeting thing, I don't agree with it, but by the letter of the law, it was targeting. Absolutely. And, and that just comes to where you need a rule change. Yeah, yeah. Is the, that is that targeting by the rules? Absolutely, 100%. But should it is be, it no. a, Right. Yeah. But it's a bullshit call. It, it, it is. It is a bullshit call. But uh, unfortunately, right now it is the rules. Yeah, but it could. I mean, it could be a fifteen-yard penalty and not an ejection. Yeah, and I would that's, with it a little bit. That's more. a little. That's that's a little too much. But my point is, it's not like they won on some technicality shit or a bad call or a bad interception or or, or you know something that was could be overturned or anything like that. They they came out. They controlled the game from start to finish. And they played fucking well. And I got to give them props. I didn't want it to happen, but it is what it is. I what. If I would have said that the other way, if I would have been like, oh, like they fucking still suck, fuck them, blah, 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 they only won because of whatever, they'd be like, oh, you're just a salty Michigan fan. I just think, <laughs> I'm learning, you just can't please motherfuckers can't. on the internet. You can't. So, I- I'm going to make a bold statement. Oh, and I don't know shit. how I don't know how bold it is, because I, to me, it's, it, it's evident. If Justin Fields plays like that, and Trey Sermon plays like that, it's a wrap. Bama's not going to win that game either. Well, the thing about it is, I think Clemson's defense is better than Alabama's. But Alabama's but Bama's offense, offense, yeah, yeah they're, no, they're legit. It's gonna be. I'm a just saying. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, if you're gonna get 300 yards out of Sermon and and 
and Fields is going to play that well, then I mean, you well, got to like your chances. It is like it is like Ryan Day just saved fucking Trey Sermon for the Big Ten championship, and then yeah, for yeah. Out of nowhere. I mean, because this dude, dude, he's unbelievable. He reminds me of J.K. and Zeke. Well, we talked about that a lot when he transferred. Me, you, and Austin were like, man, like he's good. He's good. He's good. And then this year, it was just like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Because I expected them to get a big time back on the transfer from Oklahoma. Um, and then you just didn't really see it. I don't know if they were – I don't know if Master Teague being out has helped him because maybe they feel like they owed Master Teague some carries too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he worked his ass off. I don't know. He hasn't um, been good. He's even behind Williams. He – I mean, Sermon Sermon obviously won, and then, you know, Williams behind him. Um, Nothing's changing now. Ryan Day's like, I'm giving that motherfucker the ball. You know, my biggest question for Sermon is, you know, you've had two huge games, but he's actually – he's a senior, but he's actually eligible to come back next year. Um, I think the national title game would probably have a lot to do with that. I do too. Um, I'm not – I'm not – you know, obviously if you can go and be a, a top pick, um, you, you should, you know, but say he's going to be a – you know, a, a mid, a mid, uh, mid round. You know, third, fourth round. Maybe he does think about coming back, and you know, and and, and end up being a first round pick next year because the dude's a baller. Um, yeah, you put together a full season, and next, hopefully, next year it is a full full season. I hope. Um, he could he could push that draft stock up. We're starting to see running backs going in the first a little bit more than we did for the last few years. Um, but I mean, if I, I if I'm a kid. And they tell me you're going to go in the first or second round. I think I'm going to do it before I go play for free again and risk blowing my absolutely. knee Absolutely, absolutely. But if they say he's a third, fourth rounder for whatever mm-hmm. reason, still there's not enough tape. It was a shortened season. It was only four or five games or whatever it is. Maybe he does, and I hope that he doesn't because and, I don't want the and, son of a you know, bitch to come and, back. <laughs> and goes, you know, go make more, you know, millions of dollars, you know, being a, a first round because let's face it, if you know, first round money is way different than you know third and fourth round money, especially for rookies. Yeah, absolutely. So so, I mean, so how do you how do you let's let's talk about Justin Fields, man? What a game! He takes that big shot, dude. I thought he had like shattered rib, like yeah, Drew Brees yeah. level shattered mm-hmm. ribs after that. And maybe he does, and maybe he toughed it out. I don't know. I I do know he's sore. Like I said, all I've all I've been told is if Monday comes, Justin Fields is definitely playing. You know, he is still sore, but you know the defensive line with the COVID. But dude, that dude was dropping dimes. I mean, he he was incredible. I did not expect that, um, but you know what? What I think Ohio State has done differently that is that is huge over these last couple weeks. Um, one, obviously, Trey Sermon. That's 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 the huge one. Yeah. But what did you see in that Clemson game, dude? All of a sudden, he can throw to tight ends now. Yeah, dude. That one. I think it was the first touchdown pass he threw. It was a terrible throw. Like, well, I mean, it was a bad decision, I should say. It wasn't a terrible throw. It was a touchdown pass. But he had another guy, like, wide open. But he stuck it right past this defender. And that fucking tight end, I don't know his name. But did you see he, like, looked shocked that he caught it, too? Yeah, Because it just, yeah, like, yeah. stuck. And he was just like, oh. He put it like, on his inside shoulder. <laughs> it yeah. took him a second to, like, celebrate because he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was a bad decision, but it was a dart, and it got there. Um, but, yeah, the tight end was not something that I expected to see. And clearly Clemson didn't either because they – they went all year without really using it. Yeah, and, and you know what I, you know, I've actually argued with fellow Buckeye fans. I'm a big Buckeye fan. I've argued with other Buckeye fans, and I, I, I've been always been the one, and you know this, and you can back me on this. I've always been the one that thought Urban Meyer was a little overrated. Now, could Urban have done what Ryan Day did? I think so because I always felt like 
Urban was best with when he had a lot of time to get ready for a game, even though against you know the Clemson game um, a few years back he, he he didn't have him ready at all. He would have been good with that bulletin board material shit too. I think. Ur- yeah. I think Urban. It, it, what what used to get Urban was the Iowa's and the fucking Purdue's, Purdue's. And, and and the teams that you should beat. Never the Michigan. And, and he didn't have them ready. Well, that's a big game. You know he he'll, he'll <laughs> ha- he, yeah. nine times out of ten Urban will have you ready for those big games. You know, so I think this solidifies Ryan Day, you know, as one of the top coaches after, you know, Ohio State's never beat Clemson. Now you come out and you torch Clemson. You have to play with that chip on your shoulder from last year. And, and, and I mean, did you beat him by fucking 21 points or whatever it was? Um, and just to think, too, you know, just piggybacking off of that argument that I always have with Buckeye fans. If Ryan Day wins this year in his second year as a head coach, he's already achieved as much as Urban did his first year. Or, or what he, Urban his did his year. entire career yeah. in his second year. Urban won his second year. They weren't eligible his first year, but, but they went undefeated. What I'm saying is Urban only ended up with one national right, championship. Right, right. I don't care what he did at Florida. Don't get. I I do think Urban is a good coach. I just don't think that he's as hyped up as he'd be. For one, you know the I only go off the Ohio State shit. So the the close game losses to I'm sorry the big losses to smaller schools. You know that he doesn't have his team prepared for. Like he kind of um, sleeps on them, maybe. maybe I he think so. Go he just doesn't prepare for them well, uh, you know. Sometimes, and then you know, with jumping in and out of coaching jobs. So, because there's word right now he might take the Jaguars job. But he just retired because of health problems with his brain. I guess twelve million makes you feel better. Man, every time there's a million, uh, a multi-million dollar contract on the table for Urban, he just gets better. It's weird. Yeah. His heart was fucked up. Then Ohio State had forty-five million dollars. It's weird. <laughs> but so to the game, uh, to the national championship game. My personal feeling is, I hope that somehow they can both lose. <laughs> I fucking hate Alabama. I fucking hate Ohio State. And everybody's like, "Oh, root for the conference." I could give a shit about the conference. I don't fucking care. Like I, I want Michigan to be good. I don't give a shit what Ohio State does. Maybe I'll root for like the 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 Iowas or 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 some other you know Big Ten team that's not really a big deal to Michigan. In a bowl game for the conference, maybe. I don't, but that con- root for the conference thing, I could give a shit less. I hate Ohio State. I don't want Ohio State to be national champions. But I also fucking hate Alabama, and I don't want Alabama to be national champions. So what do I do? You can be your closet Buckeye fan. Fuck that, dude. I'm a, I, we, dude, we're making shirts and shit. I'm about to go make a Bama shirt if we're going to talk like that. <laughs> Roll fucking tie. I think this is going to be a good-ass game, man. I, I, I think I, it'll be a very good game. I hope that Ohio State is healthy enough to play this i hope that you know the starters aren't dealing with covid you know i I just such bullshit i don't think that they sound scared i don't i don't think that they should have to be in that position you know when it's a national championship game if you have to push it back a week so be it it's a week you have one game to push back you're not affecting anybody that's where the big difference is because you're seeing stuff in the nfl and we'll get into that here in a minute but okay you push one nfl playoff game back you're affecting Six yeah. other teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, it, but yeah, college it's two teams. You know, I, I don't know. If, I don't even know where that game is. Is it in Miami this year? Uh, yeah, I believe it is in Florida. I, I think it might be in we'll South Beach. Look, yeah, because yeah, they're selling the Buckeyes to South Beach shirts and shit. So it's in Miami. So, I mean, I guess they're probably already there. Um, but I'm sure that they've got good accommodations. I know they've got places to practice and all that good shit. So if you got to extend it out a week, extend it out a week. I think. You're already in a position as the college football playoff where people think that you left out a team or two that maybe could have been there in an A&M or a UC. Um, 
or you know the, did, did they get it right with the Notre Dame thing because Notre Dame kind of had what we thought would have and happen and now if Ohio State does have to play down their whole defensive line or it's not or, right or whatever it's not right. Not only is it, I mean, is it not right, but they're going to have the, is this an asterisk now? Do we have Mm -hmm. a true champion now? Because people Mm -hmm. have already been saying that through the entire COVID year as it is. Right. And, you know, piggybacking off of what you said about, you know, did you get it right? I think it shows that the committee got it right when Ohio State beat Clemson. Now, if you want to talk about Notre Dame, you know, then we can, we can have a a different discussion, but we won't go there today. Um, You know, (laughs) but. Yeah, there's there, there's no need to play this game shorthanded. You are in no rush. You're not going to have many fans as it is. There is no need to not have a a, a, def, a definite fucking national champion. I just feel like if 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 it was a couple players, you know, if Ohio State had five guys mm-hmm. that would have to sit out, I'd be like, okay. I get that, but if it's if we're talking the whole defensive line's quarantine, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm, if they've correct. got a whole position group that's being impacted by this to where that they maybe couldn't play due to either contact tracing, you know, close contact, or they actually have COVID, that's a little different. Now, if the if the whole defensive line room has COVID, they're not just close contacts; they have COVID, and I don't know if that's the case. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's COVID, close contact. I'm not sure. It is hard to push a national championship game back 17 days or yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But if it's a situation where a couple guys have it, there's some close contacts that have to do their what? What is it in the Big Ten? 14 or 10? Maybe because 17 NFL's is 10. the 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 COVID positive is 17, so it's shorter for close contacts, whatever it may be. I think then if if buying you an extra week helps get those guys back, then you should do it because it's it's just the well, way to get a true champion. It, you, championship teams play every year and say they have a handful of guys out. Yeah, well, but and the whole not, position group. Is and, and, and but not even not even that. So this came out days ago. So we're not even to Monday yet. So say you do push it back, you know, say I don't know, ten days, fourteen days, and you give it just an extra week, and now you're playing on the 18th instead of the 11th. You're not losing much there. It's just a week. No, I think that's fine. I mean, it would be hard to tell these people they got to stay in a in a hotel and eat hotel food and I'm shit not for sure. another two weeks. I'm but not sure. Week, Bama does Bama care because they get what what Weddle Weddle back or whoever the the other big star receiver. I thought he like blew his knee out. There's a chance he plays Monday. Oh, I thought he had like torn ACLs. Mm-hmm. And if shit. they push it back a week, he's definitely playing. Oh, I thought his injury was worse than that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. No, nope. but. And that's Bama's fault anyway. Why are you putting one of your best receivers back there to return punts? But whatever. Um, so, I mean, that could be an advantage to Alabama then. So, I, I don't know, man. The, the way that this COVID shit is affecting sports. It's wrong. Ohio it's wrong. State fans kind of deserve it for all the shit I got, though. Like, But like I said <laughs> at the beginning, Ohio State has pushed through this more than anyone. Well, Big just Ten as much as anybody. Down, down, well, down 20-plus players. That didn't happen to anybody else that I know of. Well, I mean, they push through to have a season just like anybody else. That well, yeah, but I'm saying as far as playing shorthanded. You know, because a lot of teams, the game just canceled, and then, you know, everything gets better and you play again. Right. Ohio State actually went multiple men down. I got yeah, it. I mean, I, I I can understand that. I'm just saying maybe 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 this is karmic justice in the world just because everybody gave me so much shit. I'm going to convince myself that that's what's happening. H- have you seen the over-under in this game? I have not. 70 points. Are you? Do you think it goes over or under? 35 each. 
I'll take the over. I'm taking the over. Yeah, I'll take the over with prediction. Right, my prediction right now. If the game, if the if the game is Monday, I am going Ohio State forty-five, Alabama forty-one. Whoever has the ball last is going to win. I'm going to call 10 overtimes, and they finally step in and say, we can't do this anymore. It's a tie. You both lose. Get the fuck out. Is that fair? No, because that, that won't happen. They'll play during the 10th overtime. <laughs> <laughs> 11 overtimes. It's just 4 in the morning, and you guys are like, ah! Um, but realistically speaking, I'm going to go I'm going to go Bama 48, Ohio State 40. Do you think Bama you think Bama's offense is a little bit better than Yeah. So I could see, you know, they score seven touchdowns, they get a couple field goals, you know, shit like that plays out. Um is the math even right on that? They can score forty eight, right? Yeah. I went to West Carroll. Forty eight, forty. Yeah. Not good at math. Somewhere around there, that margin. Um I think Ohio State's offense will score with them, especially I mean, certain I certainly if you get the the fields and the Trey Sermon that you got last week mm-hmm. or last game. Um, but something tells me that Bama's offense just has more than Ohio State's defense can stop. Now, Ohio State's defense was was pretty good against Clemson. They were actually really good. Um, the, so I'm not saying that they're a terrible I, defense, but they haven't been that great all year. I, I would take Ohio State's defense over Bama's. I, you know, yeah, I'm not I think saying, they're close. Yeah, I'm not saying by a whole lot. It's, it's weird that Bama has a not a, not a great defense yeah. this year. It's I I, I think they're close. And their offense is that good. Um, but I, I think that Bama's offense is a little too much for Ohio State to handle. So it's a it's a game where they lose by you know six eight points somewhere in that range. Um, I I don't want anybody to win. Um, I, I it's this is like I don't know. Like it's you you usually find some sort of rooting interest in the national championship, even if your team's not there. Like last year, I was rooting for Joe Burrow because I knew he was coming to Cincinnati right, afterward. Right. Um, but I mean I. I, don't I hope they both lose. I don't know. What the, I don't know what else. To, that's what I think is going to happen. But I'm not going to be happy with either result at all. One's got to win. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to win. And but if you like, if you put a gun to my head and was like, would you rather see Bama hold up the trophy or Ohio State hold up the trophy? There's only a very small part of me that would lean Bama to save my life. Yeah. So before we get into the you know the big news in the NFL playoffs, let's talk about your Bengals, man. Uh, they end this. They end the season. Was it four eleven and one? Four eleven and one. Four, Two win improvement. Four eleven and one. Um, That's about bad, all it is. Well, <laughs> well, a, a bad, a bad, a real bad win to the to the Ravens, who are super hot right now. Thirty five um, on our you know, head. But the week before that, they beat the Texans. So. They don't end it bad, like you said. Two more wins, even without Burrow. Uh, Burrow goes on Colin Coward today and has a, a really good interview and I thinks he's going to be back bit. for the uh, start of the season. Um, and you know, so they file they they fire a few um, position coaches. Uh, Jim Turner's out, the Thank offensive God. line coach. Um, I'm not exactly who else I know. No coordinators. Nick Eason, the D line coach. Those are the main two, but. Yeah, these reports start coming out before the game, and like it's weird that they came out before the game, like how they let it get out because those coaches are coaching their last game. Like, well, fuck it, I'm not here anyway. But they're talking about changes to the assistant coaching staff, so I'm like, cool. So I'm like, fucking Lou Anarumo is probably going to go. Maybe we'll go get like a good defensive coordinator, not like an iffy defensive coordinator, and they don't. And it's just like the offensive line coach and the defensive line coach. So I'm like, well, what 
ever, I guess. I, I I've never, know. I've never really got into why. Like, why is it that? Why is it the position coaches? Like, you know, Lou Anarumo wasn't all that this year. Or he wasn't that at all this year. Um, obviously, you know, if you if you want to keep Zach Taylor, you keep Zach Taylor. Um, you know, if you want to give him another year, cool. Um. I, I don't think he should have got another year. Right, right, right. I think in I think in most Bengals fans' world, you know, you let Zach Taylor go and you you know you go get a Brian Dayball or try to go get a Brian Dayball, Eric Bieniemy, you know, somebody like that. Um, so what 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 do you want? Like so you know you're a two game improvement. You have the fifth pick in the draft. You got a lot of money. What do you want to see happen here with the Bengals this off season? Well, I. I mean, I want to see a different head coach, but knowing what I know now, um, and that motherfucker Mike Florio got me. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. It's wait and up. see. There's chances he could be out. Heard they might want to get Joe Brady, reunite him with Burrow. So I'm making photoshops and shit, posting shit on the internet, like, oh, shit. And then six hours later when I woke up, I see an alert from <laughs> Mike Brown saying that we are bullish behind the foundation that Zach Taylor has established i call bullshit on the fact that mike brown uses the word bullish but that's neither here nor there somebody wrote it for him um so knowing what i know now um i have already called and you can find it on my twitter at drew underscore lrt that joe tony is going to be a cincinnati Bengal. all right um you've been saying so that, that is well, i've got inside sources man i'm a i'm a media You're person more than a guard um, oh yeah, we're gonna need a lot. More I said the, the Bengals need to spend anywhere between 100 and 120 million just on the O line. If they have the money, yes. I haven't really like dissected the cap um, situation yet, but that's priority number one: is fixing the offensive line. Getting a new offensive line coach is part of that. Great, but we need players. Trey Hopkins tore his ACL in the last game against Baltimore. Um, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't like he's not a great center, but he was he can, good. He, he was as right. a center, he can bounce back from that. Um, yeah, but not in time for the start of next season. Right. I mean, but he'll bounce back. But I, I mean, I don't care. I, I seriously purchase a new offensive line. So where are you at on Jonah, Jonah Williams? What What do you think? I think it's too early to give up on him, but I think that he should play right tackle. Yeah, I think I think you got to move him. He can't. Be, he cannot be your left tackle. I don't think he did enough. Actually, I think he didn't show he could be a premier left tackle. I think you got to move him over to the right side where he's where I think he's going to be more comfortable. So, you know, it's, it, sometimes that's just how it is. It just it weirdly works out like that. Sometimes you're just a better right tackle than you are a left tackle and it just works differently. I mean, it, the left side, the left tackle is the pass protector. He's protecting your quarterback's blind side. Your right tackle is where you run normally. Now I know Tua was left-handed, so he worked the right side. I still don't think it matters. Um, I I think I'm with you. I think that Jonah Williams has to get back to the right side of the football. I just think that that's the way to go, and there is a a chance, and it's a, it's a slim one, but there is a chance that Penny Penay I've learned Penay Sewell slides to five and i think a lot can depend on how justin fields may look this coming week um Mm -hmm. so there is a chance there so if we get that's the least realistic option i think so i'm gonna get that out of the way first if penny sewell is sitting there at five duke tovin the Bengals' director of player personnel de facto gm whatever you call him should pull his fucking hamstring running that draft card in Mm -hmm. i agree no, I mean, if Sewell falls, no way. I would even be okay with them maybe getting a little aggressive and trading up. They won't, but I'd be fine with it. So let's say Sewell's gone. 
there's the um, I think his last name Shaq Shackleford. I, I can't remember the guy's name. There's there's an offensive tackle from Northwestern, um, and then there's Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, who are probably some fighting for the second best tackle in the draft. Yeah, distinctive. Distinction. I think with that being said, on that real quick, I think you have Sewell, and then you have a big drop. Uh, just because a, a very big when, drop. But with that being said, as well. Sewell, you think of maybe a fucking Joe Thomas. Maybe. Maybe you think of a... a He's a, getting Orlando a, Pace, Anthony yeah, Munoz that's what I mean. You know, or for Bengals fans, an Andrew Whitworth type guy that you don't want to miss out on. Then I think even when that second guy comes in... He's a he's a product, you right? Know, he you he's he's got a lot to learn as to where Sewell can step in there, right now. Play. And it looks like he could just right. hold his own against right. some of the top so, pass rushers in the so game. So, as bad as the Bengals do need offensive line help, you can't reach. You don't want to reach like like you Billy made a great Price. point, like <laughs> Billy Price. You know they wanted Hank Ragnow, who's in Detroit. He's a badass. Um, they wanted him, didn't get him. They panicked, took Billy Price. Billy Price has been shit. And the connection to Detroit, um, they had a good offensive line this year. Um, and part of the rumors and reports are that the Bengals are actually interviewing their offensive line coach to come be the offensive line mm-hmm. coach. So I'd have to do a little more research on him. Um, but, yeah, if you're at five and Sewell's gone, and this is assuming that they haven't addressed the offensive line and free agency. If they if they did, because I'd be okay with keeping Quentin Spain to play guard. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think everything could be upgraded. I think Bobby Hart needs to go to fucking Pakistan. Um, so if we get to the draft and they haven't done enough to improve their offensive line at that point, and you're at five and you don't love any of those tackles enough to take them at five, you do one of two things. And neither of them are Jamar Chase. I agree. Yeah. I think Chase might be gone by then, but at five, you either draft Kyle Pitts. That's what I like. Yeah. Because the Bengals do need that dynamic tight end. I think that would be great for Burrow. You had brought that up back before the NFL trade deadline this season. Yeah. Um, and and I, I like that idea. Or that's when you say, okay, we're going to get a couple more picks somehow here. Maybe we slide down a little bit. Maybe you do like the, the Northwestern guy or Leatherwood enough to come play left tackle for you, but you know you don't take him at five. Yeah. Do you slide down and, and help somebody that wants to move up for, for a quarterback or a, a, a different, you know, a Devontae Smith? Somebody that wants to get aggressive and make moves up in the draft, which happens almost every year, then get some more picks, get some more assets. I don't know. Maybe a player can be involved, an established player can be involved in that trade that can help you out in a position that you need and trade down a little bit. Yeah. You know, get some more. We, we got some holes to fill, so so let's get a couple more couple more clips in the in the holster and see – what we can get out of that. I don't like drafting a, a guy just because you need that position at five if you could get him at 15. Yeah. Well, that's where if your guy's gone, you you almost want to go best available. Right. Yeah. You know, because the, the rationale. And, and, and we know the Bengals, the number one thing is the offensive line. But if you're there at five and say, I don't know, say two two offensive linemen are gone, right? And say Pitts is also gone. And but the number one pass rusher in the in the draft is there. The Bengals need a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, you can go there. Um, and just kind of looking at it here, I pull it up here. I mean, so you got guys like Brandon Sharif, Joe Tooney, uh, Trent Williams, Russell Okung, Alex Mack, Mike Pouncey, uh, Villanueva out of Pittsburgh. I take any of those guys. Uh, you know, well, they're all an upgrade. <laughs> they're all, they're all an upgrade. So you know, so there is linemen out there. The biggest question that I have, and I don't mean this in a in a in a, in a bad way at all. Obviously, if the money's right 
players will go anywhere. Will the Bengals pay enough to these free agents to get them there? Because you're going to have to play top dollar for for these linemen because it's like Jack Conklin. You know, you you got to spend the money to get the good linemen. So yeah, it's going absolutely. to be interesting to see what they do. Will they spend the money? Well, on Tooney, my source is the home co- knows his grandfather. His grandfather knows Joe Tooney's dad. All right, they talk. They were at a Halloween party and shit. It's a big deal. But so I think maybe you could get a hometown discount, not a discount, but you don't have to overpay for Tooney because I think if that if what I'm being told is true, he might have a I want to come home and play thing. He's from Centerville, went to Alter, right. all that shit. Um, but yes, you overpay, and I know the back end of those contracts typically can suck. But we also know that NFL contracts are essentially written on napkins. They can find a way out of it. Um, if you have to overpay because you're a two eleven and one franchise to protect a guy like Joe Burrow, then you do it. Yeah. Bar none, oh, hands yeah. down. That, that's got to be. That's got to be. I never shit on the Browns when they they overpaid Zeitler. Well, you can't They're... because they they needed it and they were the Browns at the Browns of old at that time, and you had to do it. Well, I mean, but you can look at what what last year the Browns. A lot of people will say the reason Baker was so bad last year was because he didn't have the protection. I mean, you had fucking Greg Robinson as your left tackle. But look what the Browns did in a year. I just sent you guys this earlier on Twitter a few days back. A year later, the Browns have the number one rush rushing offensive line and the number one pass blocking offensive line. I mean, now let me let me just say this: that's big kudos to Bill Callahan. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, he's by far the best offensive line coach i like bill in the league. a lot yeah and i actually seen some some rumors i don't i don't know if it's even rumors or somebody made some shit up that the Bengals should try and get bill callahan and uh name him assistant head coach and you know shit like that just to get him and they should. pay him more money and <laughs> I, yeah, fuck, I think i think there's probably 29 other teams in the league that should do that yeah if i'm the browns i'm fucking giving him some kind of extension making him assistant head coach myself but uh it can be done. It can be turned around in a year, and, and you know, and all the pieces are there. I don't think that the Bengals need to jump at wide receivers and and shit like that. Now, I was looking at a depth chart of who they have um, with guys going to free agency, and I will say that the defense doesn't look good at all unless they can get some of these guys resigned. You know, yeah, you got you got William Jackson, Carl Lawson, Mackenzie Alexander, yeah, yeah. Um, Jesse Bates is under contract for another year, but the Bengals wanna, should want to get that. Extension I, I would, I would imagine that gets done. I would, I would oh. imagine that's a big priority for him. Um, most interceptions among safeties, highest graded, graded, highest rated safety by PFF all year. And missed the Pro today. Bowl. I think that snub. was definitely a big snub. Uh, you know, and I, and and if you wanted to argue Jesse Bates was is the top safety in the league, I wouldn't argue. I think he's fucking great. Yeah, he could be in for it. Um, so, I, I understand. Some of the rationale behind drafting a receiver, I do understand I it. I don't. Because if you look at it next year, you're going to have T. Higgins, you're going to have Tyler Boyd, you're going to have what maybe Auden Tate could possibly be, but we're on like three, year three of that. I like Auden um, Tate still. So if they you got had mix in there, you got the playmakers. If they had done you, enough, you just but, drafted your quarterback. Come on, let's fix the offense and defensive line. Let's win in the fucking trenches. You're in the AFC North. But I'm 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 just pointing it out here. Let's say they spend out the ass on an offensive line and free agency and and you're happy with it, right? Like even you as a Browns fan, you're like, okay, they they did the right thing. Their line should be good now. And Devontae Smith's there at six. Oh, if they do that, yeah. What if he's there? But that yeah. But that's a, that's the only time yeah. that I can 
That's the only way I could justify drafting a receiver at that point but is that, because you spent yeah. your ass off to fix the offensive line. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you do that, if you go spend $120 million on an offensive line and protect Joe Burrow, fuck yeah. Now go get him Devontae Smith or, or Jamar Chasen. But you, you can't just go get Joe Tooney and think you fixed your offensive line. Oh, no, by no means no, because uh, tackle's the biggest You, you can't – but it, it's like last year. It's like, well, this year. You can't let – fucking Zach Taylor try and convince you guys that this offensive line is better for whatever reason and all you do is go get Joe Tooney and maybe maybe move fucking Jonah Williams to right tackle you just can't do that well we need to get out of Bobby Hart's contract but I think a lot of the, the offense is going to take that well they they have there's oh, yeah, if they can get out, yeah, I mean, you ain't like you're fucking trading. No, you're not going to trade him for that contract. But there is, I remember when he signed that deal because I freaked the fuck out. And I, I looked into it more. There, There is a way that they could get out of it. Um, but I think a lot of what happened with the offensive line this year was Zach Taylor putting too much trust in his buddy, Jim Turner, who shouldn't be an offensive line coach in the NFL as it is, but they knew each other from Miami. I think he put too much trust in it, and it still falls on Taylor. He's the head coach. He's the head guy, but he let that guy convince him that he could fix that line enough, and we are now um, watching Joe Burrow interviews about the process of his rehab. I thought that Zach Taylor was going to have him more ready for that Baltimore game. They weren't ready for that game. Yeah. I, I just felt like he was kind of on a, you know, the Pittsburgh win, the, tech, the Houston win, and then – And they usually play Lamar pretty uh, well. Yeah, and then that, that game was over in the fucking first First half. quarter. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, and then I, I want to see William Jackson stay. I want to see Mackenzie Alexander stay. I really, really want to see Carl Lawson stay um, on, on the defensive side. And then if you are – if you do have a pass rusher at, at, at five and, and you're not sold on alignment but you're sold on this pass rusher that he can be – one of these great young, you know, a, a TJ Watt type guy. I'm not going to say a Miles Garrett because that's like fucking huge shoes to fill, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like comparing a pass rusher to a, a Miles Garrett, a Von Miller, or TJ Watt's up or, there too. Or something like that. Yeah. But, but Watt's right up there. So a guy that you think can be that and you pull that trigger, I'm cool with it too. Um, I think safety is pretty set with Bates there. I think Von Bell played good enough to warrant coming back. Um, do you do something with Sean Williams? He's, Let him go. He's making like $5 million a year, and he's playing a lot of special teams. It wasn't a good year for him, so I think if you can get out of that deal, you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Wayne's coming back next year. We'll see. You know, we, we didn't get to see any of that money pay off. Um, DJ Reader looked like he was worth he was every solid. penny before he went down. Um, so you, you've got reason to believe that the defense could be better off – off reader coming back and and maybe Wayne's being in there but we're in a window man we we've got that now we're we're going to have a four year window of Joe Burrow on a rookie deal assuming they pick up his fifth year option which I would assume they would so you've got a four year window of a quarterback on a rookie deal and if Burrow continues to progress from what we saw before he got hurt and looks that good, he's going to want a whole lot of fucking money in four years. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got it. You got to you got to pounce. You got to go. You got to go while you got these quarterbacks on rookie contracts. So hopefully they're as aggressive as they were last year, but that aggression is pointed towards the guys that will keep Joe Burrow off IR. I do want to go to the interview on Coward real quick. I thought it was great. Um, it was really cool to watch him talk about like a specific play where he threw a pick against Indy and he's like, they, they were in this coverage and, and I'd never seen it, but now I realize I could have checked that. Like it was just, it, he's a very fucking smart dude. Um, and the, the most noteworthy news from that is he is seemed very confident that he'll be back week one. Mm-hmm. So we'll have he to did. see yeah. barring any setbacks, but I want to get into it, man. We had a big day at your house on Sunday. Um, your whole family was there. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the Cleveland Browns, 
the Cleveland Browns. That that team is three years away, three years removed from being 0-16, but they have snapped their 18-year playoff drought. Uh, we got the co- the Stone Cold double chug out of you on the back porch. <laughs> that was pretty popular. Um, Austin was over with us. You guys uh, had like a – it was – you know, Baker got that first down, and I could just see it in your faces. It was like, okay, like finally the relief, you know, like right. we did it. It's it. So it was, it was a big moment for you guys, big game coming up against Pittsburgh. Um, before we get into the rest – and and I know um, you you talked to uh, the guys at Caveman Media the other day. I, I yeah. listened to that podcast. Yeah. Shout out to Caveman Media, uh, good awesome guys dudes. over there. Yeah. Cody's a big Browns fan, and I think your Stone Cold video was better, not by a lot, but better. But he had a great fucking popping champagne next to the Baker Mayfield fat head video that that he posted. That I thought was pretty funny because he's a, he's had a thing where he's like sitting there taking a picture talking to baker and shit i thought that was cool so you guys had some fun with that um so i know you said it there but for the guys that may not have heard that just your first thought when you knew for sure that you were going to watch the browns play in the playoffs oh finally you know it was exciting fucking just like i told them man you just you know this is the hump you wanted to get over it's been 18 years since we've seen the browns in the playoffs uh, they finished. They finished the record, or they finished the season eleven and five. So they get eleven wins. I predicted ten uh, with the seventh seed. They get eleven wins and they get the sixth seed. I, uh, yeah, I mean, so many emotions. You know, I, I probably cried. You know, I, you know, when you guys left and shit, and you know, it's just been a long time coming. We invest a lot of time, a lot of money into these sports. I know people might laugh at that, but it, it is the honest truth. Oh, absolutely. Um. You know, so and and you like to see the man May, Baker Mayfield with so many critics get that first down at the end, and you know, just be stoked. He couldn't, you couldn't get the smile off his face, and you know, uh, he he's the one after this big fucking long jersey of the quarterbacks and and all that shit, and you know, Baker's the one to to get us there. Um, yeah, man, it, it was an emotional time. It was fucking awesome. Um. Your wife told me that she was going to buy a whole bunch of shit while you were in a good mood so you couldn't get mad. Did she end up doing anything? <laughs> I, probably. <laughs> I, I'm sure she did. She said, I'm going to buy this, 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 yeah. and this. He's in a good mood. I'll, I'll get away with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what's nice, too, and this isn't this isn't a knock at you being a Bengals fan. This isn't a knock at any team that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, you know, we're in a point to where, you know, we're not talking about the draft. You know, we're talking about winning a playoff game and advancing and – you know, so being on yeah. the other side of that, because when the Browns went to the playoffs, man, I was only 13 or 14 years old, but I still remember the game. I still remember Kelly Holcomb getting up big and, and the Steelers coming back in a game they shouldn't have came back on. Um, you know, but I was young. I'm, I wasn't invested like I am now. You know, obviously sports are a, a big part of our lives, you know. So, you know, being able to see that, and, and, and it's known. I'm a way bigger Browns fan than I am Ohio State, and I'm a big Ohio State fan, but I'm just – I'm Browns everything. I fucking bleed orange and brown. So, it was it, – dude, it was, it, was, it was a surreal moment. It was weird. Uh, and I want to say this before, you know, we start really getting into the game and shit – this is what I wanted from the Browns, okay? So, I was telling the guys at Caveman, we made the playoffs, okay? So, anything from here is just extra. Icing on the cake. You know what I mean? So, you don't expect to be a a, a Kansas City or, or, or something like that. With what's going on, do you really expect us to win this game? I, You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, but... Now, when you get into the offseason, because this team's not going to win the Super Bowl this year, the defense isn't good enough. 
but now when you hit the offseason, now you're building on a playoff team. Now you're just filling holes instead of a again, no knock instead of an entire offensive line. Now you know you, right. now you're gonna get somebody to pair with Miles Garrett and you're gonna you're gonna fix the secondary and get a linebacker, you know, so there's not much you have to do from here. You still got another year of Baker on his rookie contract. You, you know, you still got uh, Chubb on another year. So you got all these you, you know, you got all these linemen locked up. So obviously I want the Browns to win this Sunday. I still think that they can win this Sunday. We'll get into that, you know, here in a minute. Um, you know, but Anything here is just extra, man. So you know the 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 uh, the drought's been beaten, and I never thought that I'd see it. <laughs> the the drought was over, and I was like, man, it's it's January seventh right now. Yeah. Um, we we actually weren't doing this podcast this time last year. We're coming up on our one year anniversary, but a year ago today, I bet you had a whole off season plan. In oh place. yeah. Well, that's you been, knew he wanted to draft. That's been the last eighteen years. You knew he years. wanted the coach to yeah, be. Yep. You knew, like, like you know, and and I've been doing it the well, last four well, or five years. And off of that, real quick, man. You know, you are always looking. You know, you you think a guy like Freddie Kitchens, who has such good, who what you think is chemistry with Baker Mayfield, and he's just good with him. You think that that should be your coach, and then you're talking about from either firing a head coach and hiring a new one and getting excited that to your coach being coach of the year, and you know. The four the, the the guys that I look at, man, that Coach Stefanski, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and Miles Garrett, those guys are responsible for this entire culture change. They should all be Cleveland Browns until the day until the until the day they stop playing football. Those guys should be in, in brown and orange, just because those are the guys that have changed. Even Eric, even Eric Berry, Eric Berry's had a great draft. Um, you know, so it, it, it's an exciting time. We're looking forward to this playoffs and sun. It's on Sunday night football. You know, it's the biggest. They put biggest the stage of all. They put the on the biggest stage. I mean, they they thought that this was going to be the best playoff game, so they put it on Sunday night football. So, I just got this. I'm in a group chat with uh, Tim Combs. Been on the show before. Tyler Rowland runs uh, Tic Tac Titans through the uh, Locked On Titans podcast community. I've mentioned him on here before, but this was a perfect time for this meme to come through. It's a cover of Madden 2002 with Dante Culpepper on it, and it says. The last time the Browns made the playoffs was 2002. Despite being 18 years ago, that year's Madden is 10 times better than the one we have now. <laughs> I think that's pretty fucking accurate. That is funny. Um, so let's move on to the unfortunate for Browns fans side of this playoff matchup. There is COVID issues in Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski will not be allowed to coach. Mm-hmm. And I think what hurts you even more is Joel Petonio will not be able to yeah. play. Yeah, it's... It sucks, man. Joe Petonio is the longest tenured Brown. He was there through 0 16 and 1 and 15, and he's not going to get to play in this. After the game, after the playoffs was sealed up, you know, Coach Stefanski gave Joe Petonio a football. You they know, gave each other COVID. <laughs> um, it sucks. It, it really does suck. And then, like I said, the the guy that got you there, you know, the, the front, you know, in front of the pack, Kevin Stefanski. Now can't coach. I'm sure he's still going to have this team prepared because he's he's just a great coach, you know. You know, but it's different, you know, when a play doesn't go the way you want. You know, will Alex Van Pelt be able to call, you know, the right plays? You know, Alex Van Pelt was also considered to call the plays at the beginning of the year, but Stefanski went ahead and did it, you know, because he's a fucking pro at it. So, yeah, and then it comes out today. Ronnie Harrison, the safety, has COVID. It, it, it sucks. It sucks that we can't play the play this game at full health because I honestly think that we would win it. 
there would be no doubt in my mind that we'd win it at full health. You know, just how bad the, the Steelers have been over the last month. But it sucks, man. But the motto in Cleveland and, and when the playoffs shirts came out, you know, it's you know, not done yet. Find a way. You know, so you gotta find a way to you gotta find a way to win this game. I think they're getting I think they're kind of getting written off already. They are, and, and that might be a good thing. That's what I was going to say. Baker loves that shit. Yeah. Um, but to to the point about Stefanski, I mean, it definitely sucks. They've probably planned for this. I'm sure every team has some sort of a contingency plan in it. It doesn't make down. it right, though. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, make it this right. right. Um, be, the, it is Thursday. It is Thursday. Baker Mayfield has not thrown a football since last Sunday. That's where they I haven't have a even been on the field. They gave the Ravens an extra day to practice for safety issues because they in a regular in a regular season game. But this 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 is this is part of the culture change, though. You don't see Stefanski when they did an interview. With Stefanski he said, "This is this is just how it is right now. You know, we got to go do what we got to do, no matter how much we practice, no matter what we do. You don't see guys bitching." On the internet, like you see Baltimore Ravens. That's probably why yeah. they're not getting it pushed. That's probably back. why they're not, but it's still bullshit that a team has to go without all these players and not well. I, I I can I can be like, well, it is the way the world is. The players have to sit out, okay. The coach has to sit out, okay. But to play a playoff game with a with with no like, are they going to get a clearance for a practice tomorrow or Saturday? I don't know. I I don't know. I've heard word that they might not get to practice at all. That's not right. It's not right. It, from the, a, even from a safety standpoint, well, it's not right. Well, that was the angle that the Ravens played on that. We, you know, we've been out, we've been out, player safety, player safety. You cannot have a playoff game on Sunday night football, no less, of a team that hasn't even practiced. Yeah. It sucks that the guys are out. It sucks that the coach is out. But you can you can see in your mind where how they're like, well, that is what it is. Next man up, go play the game. Okay, whatever. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers have practiced every day since Tuesday. Exactly, and – but I, I, I don't think that in any situation you should make an NFL football team play a game without practicing at all since their last one. That's just wild to me. And it's, it's you know, it, I, it, I think it, it's be, I think a lot of it's because Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. They got a little bit more leeway. Maybe it's because their outbreak was bigger. I don't know. But people be like, well, the Baltimore had to play with the backups in RG3. Yeah, and they, they maneuvered things. So well, and, so you know, a lot of people want to bring up Denver playing without a quarterback. Well, that's not that right. That's not right either. either. Yeah. It, just because it happened to them doesn't make it right. I'm not trying to say it's not right because it's the Browns. It's, it's just not right. I mean, it's – I mean, we're in the playoffs. You know, this is, you know, win or, win or go home. Well, it's not like you're asking for them to push it back long enough to where Stefanski can be back. You're just like, hey, just let us have a fucking practice. Right. Let us get a couple pra- and, you know, and practice or two in. I'm aware that it, it, it gets tricky on pushing playoff games back because, like I said earlier, you're impacting you know seven other teams in your conference mm-hmm. or six other teams in your conference. But is it the worst thing in the world to push it back to Monday night, let them get a practice in, and then run it Monday night, and then teams play off that kind of – you know, short rest all the time when they play yeah. on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Do you do that to maybe get uh, – just to get them on the practice field? I don't think any fan would be Nobody completely wants to see okay. Nobody man. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what it's going to be, but would it surprise anyone at this point with what's going on in Cleveland? Probably not. Yeah, but I mean, it's just – it's not right. I just don't think – and and it's it's always easy for 
for fans of other teams to shit on your opinion on what's happening with your team because they haven't dealt with it. I don't think there's a fan base in the NFL, whether you're the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, who everybody thinks is probably going to win it all again, and he's a badass and he does amazing shit all the time, to a team that's the Cincinnati Bengals who are shit, would want to watch them have to play a football game with zero practice for an entire week, let alone a playoff game that – is literally win or go home. This isn't Baltimore having to trot out RG3 against the Steelers in a regular season game and the season goes on and they make the playoffs and all that shit. No, this is win this game or your season's over and you have to trot out there without having a single practice with your team. I, you, 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 can't, you can't only install so much of a game plan and shit through Zoom. You know, and this isn't. This isn't playing Jacksonville. You know, like, yeah. You know, the, you're in the playoffs. You have the best teams in the season playing and fighting for the chance to to move on. You know, so how fair is it that uh, you know, and I know we can't help with the year and what's going on with COVID, but like you said, at least practice, man. I mean, it's bad enough you got to go out there without your fucking head coach. I mean, that's bad enough. Yeah. You know, I just wonder if if this is a more popular team, what happens? You know, if this is the Steelers or if this is the Cowboys or you know, somebody like that. Do do they push it back? What do they do? I don't know if he will ever hear this, but Taylor McDowell, remember him? Yeah. He was one of the first people I knew on Twitter to call out the big market, small market bias. And it is a real thing. He's a Lions fan. It is a real fucking thing, dude. The the Lamars are the big stars. Pittsburgh's a big brand. Dallas is a big brand. The Patriots are a big brand. You know, the Teams like that get the exception in the game while a game's being played, nonetheless. But I think that there is a little bit of, hey, if this was Patrick Mahomes. Right. Would would they let the Chiefs play next week without Pat Mahomes? No fucking way. Not a chance. No way. Are you going to let the Packers play without Rodgers? No. No. There's no way. It's not going to happen. You're going to let, you know, the Brady's with, or the Bucks without Brady? I doubt it. Like shit like that. You know that the NFL does that. You can say that it's not, and people can say, well, fuck the Browns, they're being whiny bitches, or next man up and all that. But think about it for real if it was in your team's shoes. If Joe Burrow was about to play a playoff game right now and Zach Taylor was out, I would probably be happy because I don't like Zach Taylor. (laughs) But if things were going good and I liked Zach Taylor and he was the play caller and he was out, I would be pissed. But I could probably be like, well, you got to play the game. But if they hadn't practiced for a week, I'd be pissed too. I'm going to say this. If there's no more COVIDs, as long as there's no more COVID, no more of them COVIDs uh, on the on the Cleveland Browns side, I still think they can win this game. I absolutely think they can. If right now, just because behind behind Ronnie Harrison, you have Carl Joseph, who has been stellar. You know, you you, you got Sendejo back, who who who's a safety who I, I, honestly he's been playing better. He got made fun of a lot, but he, he he's starting to play better. Um, you should get Denzel back. You should get your, you know, you got you got your quarterback on the defense, your linebacker. You got B.J. Goodson back. You're going to get Malcolm Smith back. So you're going to get these players back. Obviously, Batonio is the big one. But if it comes out tomorrow and it comes out Saturday and it comes out Sunday morning that more Brown starters are have COVID, we're fucked. I mean, we're fucked. But as of right now, I still think they have a chance. But how many people are you gonna are we gonna have to play without? How many starters are we gonna have to be down? It just you know, if there's more, hopefully the the fucking NFL steps in and, and can do something. I, I don't know what, but 
That's where it gets iffy because if they are positive, COVID positive, you can't push it back to Monday. It doesn't do shit. Right. You know, like like Stefanski was a positive test, right? Yeah, but he's asymptomatic. So how long do they have to stay out at that point? I, I, is it ten? Is it ten? Days? Is it ten days? I don't. It's tough to push that back ten days, but well, but it's ten days from from when he from when he tested positive. Yeah. So right? I mean, I don't know. That was what Tuesday. I yeah, probably Tuesday or something. Something like that. Like that. So I mean. It, it could be done, but I, I I don't want people to think that I'm just like, oh, push the game back, and I'm not thinking about how it could impact the rest of the playoffs and the other teams. I do understand that, but in the world that we live in, if the NFL wants to put the best product on the field on primetime on Sunday night football in the wild card round, maybe you figure out a way to at least let these kids play. Now, mm-hmm. you can't move it back to Monday night, I guess. There's a national championship that night. They would never do well, that from a rating standpoint. Maybe. <laughs> um, or yeah, maybe I don't they know. Would. I, I, or maybe they do it Monday at like fucking I, I don't, Dude, I'm just so sick of the COVID. It's fucked up that we're even here. The Browns get in the playoffs, and the fact that it could be taken by COVID is exactly what I said at it's the beginning Browns. of the season. <laughs> it's very well, Browns. No, well, I've been saying that, and I, and I agree to to an extent, but at the same time, the Browns, the Browns did just get in the playoffs. So it – they still have that. We made the playoffs last year. But, yes, it's very Browns in the way that, fuck, man, we're here and now fucking COVID's taking us out. We don't even – I mean, Pittsburgh – I mean, we're, Pittsburgh's playing a, our JV players and shit. Like, it's not cool, man. It's it's not good football. It's just it's just not good. Like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a different way. I mean, it. like I said, it, it just sucks from that from that standpoint. It's, I'm, I'm – Grateful to be in, but at the same time, it sucks that if we get taken out by COVID. Like, no more fucking positives from here to fucking Sunday, and let's let's just fucking play the way we are. And I, uh, back to the point, I we're very uncut. We don't flow very well. <laughs> we just say shit. But back to when I said that the Browns are almost being counted out. Are we forgetting that the Steelers have played, and, and you said this when you talked to the guys from Cave and I listened to it, they've played one good half of football in the last four or five yeah, games. Yeah, they th- that second half against Indianapolis. Other than that, they, they've Ste- won three of their last four, losing to the – to the to the Washington football team who's who's six and ten, they lose to the Bengals, they lose to the Browns, and then they had that Indianapolis game. So, the, so uh, it, it's not completely out of the realm because Nick Chubb, barring anything crazy from six, it's six o'clock on the dot right now on Thursday night. For, barring anything changing from there, Nick Chubb's still going to be there. Yeah, so is Kareem Hunt. Still so is Jarvis. There. So Baker Mayfield's still going to be there. David Njoku's going to be there. Austin Hoover's still they're still going to have it. Now the the play calling will be different, but it it can still happen. Miles yeah. Garrett could could have a game against them like Carl Lawson did against yeah. him. Yeah, um, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But uh, as a football fan, and I'll, maybe I'll get called a closet Browns fan for this one, but I hope that the Browns are able to have at least one practice before having to play a so playoff. I, game. I hope they can at least practice tomorrow and Saturday. No shit. I mean, you know, uh, go light. You know, yeah. be yeah, careful. Well, you're at the point of the season where you're not doing much. Yeah, you're going anyway. light anyway. I mean, you're just but. going over your game plan and. You know your plays that are scripted out. You know so, and you need to practice. You know, especially with Stefanski not there, you need to. He needs yeah. to be on a cell phone or a fucking tablet and be You know, like he's there. We just won't have him Sunday. So, yeah, put an iPad on like a fucking remote control, like fucking right. Scooter yeah, there's gotta be something. <laughs> you know, in the fact that the fact that he's asymptomatic and why can't he drive? Um, uh, Clay Travis said this. Why can't he drive himself to the game, go in a separate entrance, and go up into a box all by himself and call this Austin, game? Austin brought that point up. It's It's got to be simply for an optic standpoint, but 
all these protocols that are going to save America that work, the mask. Sit in the booth by yourself with a fucking mask. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You got to do it on the field anyway. But fucking yeah. clean it when you're out. Go in there with a hazmat fucking yeah, they suit say, and go they in there say, and clean it and shit. They say, well, then somebody has to come clean out a booth from somebody. Like, well, there's people cleaning out the locker room after the game, too. Yeah. Wearing exactly. all kinds of crazy shit. I wouldn't be against that. I think it's an optics thing. I think the NFL would never do that, let somebody that's COVID positive be in there. But I, I personally wouldn't be upset by that. He's in a box by himself. Nobody's in there. He's mm-hmm. got fucking 10 Diet Cokes or whatever he drinks. He's stocked up. He's ready to go. He doesn't leave. Mm-hmm. You got to piss. piss There's no bottle. reason he know. shouldn't be allowed in a... Pre- there's so many press boxes at, at, in these stadiums. There's just... There's no reason. The one thing... Another thing that is going good for the Browns, no fans. So, you know, Pittsburgh's not going to be able to feed off that energy. So... They were supposed to have some, They right? were supposed to, but it got announced today, no fans in Pittsburgh. Um, so... But you know, before we get out of here, man, let's let's talk about all these playoff games, man, because there's there's some good games. Yeah, there are. So let's go through each one. We got a triple header Saturday, a triple header Sunday, and so we're just not going to move off of our couch as much this weekend. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna d- do the games in order and predict the winner and why, and then after that, let who's going to the Super Bowl. And who do we think is going to win the Super Bowl? So the first game, one o'clock on Saturday. This is one of the, one of the better games that I like. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Who wins and why? That will be a good game. The Bills are going to win because they have Josh Allen, which is crazy to say a year later. Yeah, it is because he he was pretty bad in the playoffs yeah. last year. But I think a- this is an interesting matchup, man. You got that Colts defense, you got that Buffalo offense. But with that being said. Buffalo's defense isn't terrible, and the Colts can also score. So, yes. I think this is a very interesting game. I I really wanted to see Tennessee against Buffalo. I I, I just I thought that had been would have been a fun shootout, and then I wanted to see the Colts against Baltimore. But unfortunately, it's the other way. But I still like still like both matchups. But I'm with you. I'm going to go with Bills. Uh, I'm going to go the Bills. Um, and they're going to make a strong case. They're going to make a strong case, and I'll tell you what that case is here in a little bit. Buffalo right now is what Pittsburgh was 10 years ago. Josh yeah. Allen is like a Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger More hybrid. athletic, big, faster, yeah, can, can like do it a, a little like bit better. Like a better. hybrid guy. So, um, yeah, so I, I'll take the Bills just because they have that guy, and I trust him more than I trust Phillip Rivers. I'm also going the Bills. The second game, Saturday at uh, – 440, the uh, Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks. This is interesting because uh, Sean McVay has said he will not disclose who's going to start a quarterback until kickoff. Right. I hope it's Jared Goff. Uh, yeah. You I, I want to see everybody at full health. You get to the playoffs, fucking. Yeah, I don't want to watch John Wolford or whatever the fuck is Yeah, doing. yeah. Yeah, no. So where do you, how do you, how do you see this going? Seattle's favored by three. By the way, Buffalo was favored by six, but. See, I've I've been on the I think Seattle's a bit of a pretender train this year at times. They've, you know, the defense has gotten a little bit better though when they added Dunlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. He's, their he's, defense was terrible. He's he's made a big difference. It was definitely worth a seventh round pick and BJ Finney, who's never played a game for the Bengals. Um, and I like Russ better than I like Golf. I like Aaron Donald better than I like anybody on the defense in Seattle. That's a tough one. Where's where's it at? Seattle. In Seattle? Yep. They probably don't have fans. I don't know if they do or not. Probably not. <laughs> um, give me give me the Rams. Yes. They get Andrew Whitworth back, I heard. They do. Whitworth, is Whitworth is going to play. I'll always root for Whitworth. Um, so I would take the Rams if I knew for sure that Jared Goff was playing. 
I, I feel like he can do enough. Yeah, that's against. my. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's my pick. If it's golf, the Rams. Yeah. If it's if it's not golf, then probably. The and the Rams have a really good defense. Um, they they went one and one. Obviously, they're in the same division. They went one and one. If Jared Goff doesn't play, I think Seattle wins this. If uh, if Jared Goff does play, I mean, I'm going to go to the Rams. I know I can't give you a, a straight answer right there, but the quarterback makes a that's huge a difference. That's a big variable. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the eight the eight o'clock game on Saturday, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling to Washington to take on the football team who gets a home playoff game. They get a home play, dude. <laughs> All right. So, as I'm sitting here, my girlfriend likes the Giants. She likes the Bengals too. It's kind of a she likes the Bengals because of me thing. But <laughs> this poor girl is watching a game and like surprisingly into it for her playoff life. We before we get into that, dude. That was blatant point shaving. I saw Philly oh, do. That oh was God. blatant. They didn't tanking. want to win that. They want. They wanted the higher pick. That like like Nate Sudfeld gives me a better chance than Jalen Hurts with how Jalen Hurts was playing. That's insane. And Jalen Hurts is still a rookie. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. But um, to the game, um, <laughs> six and ten team hosting the playoff game. Chase Young ran off. I'm the sorry, field. seven and nine. I'm sorry. They are oh seven. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are seven yeah, and nine. Seven if the Giants would have won. They would have gotten in at ten right, and six right. or whatever. Yeah. Um and and. Joe Judge had a lot to say about that. I didn't like that. I didn't either. I've Just win two more football games. W- Dude, you won six football games. <laughs> win two more. What, you, sh- you shouldn't say shit. You shouldn't say, well, they you, kept us out. Yeah, they kept, yeah, no, yeah. You, you won kept six, you out. six fucking football yeah. games. Ain't nobody keep you out but you. Win, win two more. One, yeah. Actually, they have both head-to-heads. Win one more football game, and it's not in their hands. Exactly. Um, I agree 100%. But Chase Young come running off the field screaming, I want Tom. I want yeah. Tom Brady. Okay, well, you got him. So just because of that. And because that it's Tom Brady playing Alex Smith, and it's the seven and nine Redskins. Or, oh, Washington football! We just get canceled. The Washington football <laughs> team. Excuse me. Um, just because of the the Tom Brady bulletin board material that may be there, I got the I got the Bucks by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Tam, Tampa's eight point favorites at Washington. You know, if they were at home, probably closer to eleven. Um, yeah, I, Washington's offense isn't going to have enough. Although I do like Antonio Gibson, obviously. Uh, Alex Smith has been the better quarterback for that team. Name that, the comeback player of the year award after Alex Smith, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Name it after that man. Um fucking Terry Terry McLaren, um the old Ohio State uh receiver, you know. Um obviously you got Chase Young there too, but I don't think that this one's close. Uh, yeah, I think no. that you know, obviously I think Washington has a great defense, but you're going against Tom Brady, so I don't think you have much of a shot here. And and Mike Evans could play this game too. So 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 far we're all the same here. Um let's go to uh, the Sunday game. Sunday at one o'clock, you have the ball this is this is in my opinion, if the Browns weren't playing, this would be my favorite game to watch. Sunday at one, you have the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh you have Baltimore as three and a half point favorites here in Tennessee. So it's just going to be like four hours of read options and Derrick Henry just well, mashing or the or five hundred yards, five hundred rushing yards in <laughs> yeah. this game. However you want to look at it. Um, on that one, I got to go Baltimore. I don't want to. I hate Lamar, but Tennessee's defense is just so bad. They dude. are they are they're very bad. It's so bad, and I think Henry will get his, but Baltimore will probably be able to contain him from going insane. Yeah. You know, like he'll he'll have a solid Derrick Henry game. I don't think they hold him back from going nuts, and I just don't think that Tennessee's defense has a prayer in this game. So I think the I, I, I'm going to take Baltimore. Okay, so I'm I'm going to actually go opposite. Um, uh oh, 
So I, I do think obviously Ravens have the lot better defense, but but I think Tennessee has one of the top offenses in the league, led by Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, um, and, and, you know AJ Brown. Um, it it comes down to me. It comes down to Mike Vrabel. Um, Mike Vrabel bounced the Ravens out of the playoffs last year. That's true. And then earlier this season, Mike Vrabel uh, beat them. You know, so that's he beats true. them again. That's going to be three straight wins. That that's kind of actually the tough part there. As hot as Baltimore is, Vrabel just plays them well. Hey, let's rush three. Drop you know, drop uh, eight back in coverage, and let's make Lamar beat us. Um, the uh, one of the uh, key players I see in that game, though, is J.K. Dobbins. If J.K. Dobbins gets going and Lamar gets going, J.K.'s been great for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I that, that could go different, but on the other side of the ball, like I said, you have Derrick Henry. Tennessee's defense does scare me. Tennessee's defense probably is the worst defense um, in, the, in, the, in the National Football League. Well, you know, bottom two, bottom three, bottom five, however you want to look at it. But this is Lamar Jackson, and I say that um, – meaning, you know, if you can stop Lamar Jackson from running, now he's got to throw the ball. And so far, Vrabel has been able to make uh, Lamar Jackson throw the football, and then he beats him. So I, I am going Tennessee in this game. But obviously it wouldn't surprise me if Baltimore wins it either because of Tennessee's defense. All right. I'll, yeah, I, I can I can, I can can see that train of thought. Uh, four o'clock game here. We have the Chicago Bears who get in at 8-8, uh, eight and eight, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are 10-point favorites here. Sean Payton said that he wanted fans to be able to test for COVID, quarantine in a hotel for four days, and then pack the Superdome to have a home field advantage. He said, "Like that's real." Well, fuck it. I mean, would you do? You would. You would do. It oh, for I, would do that. I would do that. I would do. That's the only way I'd get tested. <laughs> just to <laughs> just to do that. Yeah, I, I guess I'd probably do it too. But I just thought that, like, just for a coach, I was like, that's wild. Um. The Bears backed in, man. What they started out, what five and zero, and ended the season at eight yeah, so, uh, four and zero. Um, you know, Trubisky has had a couple good games, but he is still Mitch Trubisky. Um, the Saints are still the Saints. Um, I think they're going to have a healthy Mike Thomas, from what I've been seeing. It looked um, like he practiced. Yeah, Breeze is is you know back from from that that injury, and I think you know he got another week to settle in. I got I got the the Saints in that one, and I don't think that's particularly close. All right, I'm going to surprise you here a little bit. I am not going the Bears, but oh, okay. it would like, not what? surprise me if the Bears win this game. Let me explain. The Bears have a – the one thing they do is have a good defense. Breeze and company has not looked good. And another thing, the Saints have not been good in the playoffs. It's like in the playoffs, as good as the Saints are, they find ways to lose football games when it comes to the playoffs. That's true, especially when, to yeah, the Vikings. When you, yeah, when you think they're the best team in the NFC, because I'm, I'm not sure I trust any NFC team – Sometimes they they lose, you know, and that's just the way it's been for them. I mean, one Super Bowl there, you know. So it w- I'm not going to tell. I'm going to go with the Saints at home. Or yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints at home. But it would not shock me if the Bears win this football game. It would shock me. So I'm going to move us on to the last game, All the right. Sunday night game. Your Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I, as I said earlier, I would root for a foreign country before I rooted for Pittsburgh. With that said, mm-hmm. give me the Browns. Hey. Give me the fucking Browns. We're going to send like all this shit out on the internet. People are going to call me a fucking closet Browns fan. Cause I said that or whatever. I will never root for Pittsburgh to win a football game. I don't care who they're playing. They like get, your Ohio state, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And they're not. And, and like, and I've said it already. I'm, 
you're a good friend of mine. Austin's a good friend of mine. You guys are having a good year. You made the playoffs. I'm like, oh, cool. Good for you guys. I've been there. I've made the playoffs, you know, since before you guys did. So whatever. Um, but you guys got one year for me of like halfway support. After that, you guys were good. You made the playoffs. You're a division rival. Fuck you. Let me ask you this But you real got quick. one year, so we, I'm going to pick them. Like you said, we're uncut. And I want you to get back into what you're saying. But I want to ask you this just because I don't want to lose my thought of my, my thought here. Who do you want to see to lose more, Ohio State or Pittsburgh? Oh, shit. Well, I have to go with Pittsburgh because I also want Ohio State's opponent to lose, too. I just hate Bama a little less. Okay. I don't I, – What if they're reversing a team uh, – what, what if they're reversing a, a team that you didn't mind, Ohio State or Pittsburgh? Oh, shit. So, like, Ohio State's playing, like, Oregon or somebody? Yeah, or whatever, somebody you don't care about. Oh, <laughs> God, dude, you got to prep me for shit like this. I need time to think about it. I know you hate them both pretty bad. Well, it kind of like to honestly, like- honestly, let me say this, and, and I'm not trying to make the decision for you, obviously, but why you think about it for a second. The way that I know you, I feel like you're more of a Bengals fan more than you are the Wolverines. I was getting ready to say so that. So I think that you would probably rather the Steelers lose. I was going to say that, like you said earlier, you're a bigger Browns fan than you are right. a Buckeye fan. Right, right. And and I'm a, I'm a bigger Bengals fan than I am a – Michigan fans, so I think in that point I would still have to say Pittsburgh because, like, Ohio State's kicked the shit out of Michigan for a long time, but, like, Pittsburgh has been a part of some of, like, my worst sports memories of my life. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. Like, like, in person, in the rain in January, you were there, like, that shit, and the, the Palmer knee and all that shit. So to, to wrap that part of it up, give me give – me, I would rather see Pittsburgh lose. Okay, so the Browns win, why? Like, what, what does Cleveland do? I think Miles Garrett – Goes off. I think Miles Garrett has a a big game. Um, I think Cleveland runs the ball on them very well, and I'm just not sold that Ben found his magic back in one half against the Colts. Especially when I've seen Pittsburgh fans on the internet talking about how Mason Rudolph was throwing a much better football on Sunday than they saw Roethlisberger throwing. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that Cleveland controls the clock. They run the ball because I mean, you're missing your play caller, but run plays are run plays, you know. Right. Um, we know what the team is. Yeah. So. I'm taking the Browns because I think they're going to control the game, run the ball, and I'm I'm going to call a big day from Miles Garrett. And Denzel Ward being back could make a massive difference too because there was a few catches that you saw in that game last week that kept it close where it's like, if that's Denzel Ward, I bet it doesn't And happen. then Juju was talking shit about Ward, said the only thing good about him is his name. So – Oh, that happened. Yeah, that happened. That ha- that come that on, ha- Juju. What'd you learn, dog? Von Bell already <laughs> busted your shit. And, and you know, then you have. And we didn't bring it up, but I wish we would have. We won't go backwards. But we, you see, like uh, Dayball or not Dayball, but uh, Clemson coach Dabo. Dab. Yeah, you got uh, Dabo talking shit, saying Ohio State's eleventh, and then and they get waxed. It's just the, yeah, that shit. The talking shit is just. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even go there. But so when you say the only thing cool about Denzel is his name, Denzel can lock you up pretty fucking easy because you're not even a number one receiver that's um, why dude you just got your shit wrecked because of the tiktok and and that's like see i think that is the reason the Bengals were so fired up to win that game yeah. you're gonna do it before a playoff game and now you're gonna have and and, and here's why i think the browns are going to win um obviously barring no more covid tests there's gonna be well, well no more starters no more coaches no you know i agree we've with lost that. En- we've lost enough here but if, as of right now I think the Browns are going to win because I think they're going to might get looked over a little bit. I think that they're going in as the underdogs again. I th- well, they they were going to be the underdogs they, anyway. Yeah. But I think everyone is looking over them because the head coach is out, the left guard is out, and I think that they pull one out for these guys. And I'm with you. I don't think Pitt- Pittsburgh's played one good half of football. 
in three of the last four games. Uh, well, four of the last four games. They, they've lost three of the last four. Um, they've lost to the Bengals. You know, they lost to Brandon Allen at that. Joe Burrow no, wasn't even playing. it wasn't Brandon Joe, Allen. They lost to Ryan oh, yeah, Finley. Fucking, my bad. Who's worse? They lost to fucking Ryan <laughs> Finley. They didn't, have Joe Mick, they didn't have Joe Mix in that day. So, the Browns can still win this game barring COVID. So, yeah, I, I think I got the Browns by three here. Um, like you said, getting B.J. Goodson back, getting our linebackers back, getting Denzel back, um, getting uh, Sadejo, um is big. Is big. And now we are losing our coach. You know, like I said, it doesn't surprise me if we lose this. But right now the Browns are playing with nothing to lose. Well, and how many of those guys are, are sitting around talking about right now about winning it for Stefanski, oh, who came yeah. into town, got him here. Like, they're, they're going to rally behind well, that. So the, the bulletin board material from Juju rallying around your coach, it, it's enough to galvanize a team and pull them through a time like that. Well, and it's like and it's like Jarvis said, you know, no one expect no one expected us to get in the playoffs. No one expected us to be to go 11 and 5. No, no one expects us to win this game, but we've been proving people wrong all year. So, if you think you're going to get a down Cleveland team, that ain't the way it rolls anymore. That that ain't that ain't how we roll. The culture has changed around there. The Browns are going to be ready to play even without their coach and their left guard. Um, I would feel a lot more better about this if Petonio was playing and Stefanski was there. Uh, but yeah, I got the I got the Browns by three. I can't go against the Browns in the playoffs. I mean, I I, I can't do that. I've gone into Bengals playoff games. I've bought tickets to Bengals playoff games knowing that they were going to lose like it's in my hook. head yeah but my heart was like fucking Bengals by 10 yeah like you, you right. can't you yeah i, I you, you can't do it now I, i'm sure that in our bracket challenge you're not going to pick against them either and that's for money um and i talked about that at the beginning of the show you need info on that get in touch with us but um so lots lots of good well, shit coming, well, last man. thing here last thing here so we we've got who we think is going to win this week the super bowl as of right now oh, yeah. who, who's in the super bowl and who wins it the Super Bowl will be the Packers versus the Chiefs. So Mahomes versus Rodgers. And I love that. Give me that, a game that, of Mahomes that. and Rodgers just slinging that thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be um, that would be a great fucking Super Bowl. So give me that and give me the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl because they have Patrick Mahomes and nobody is as fast as Tyreek Hill. That's that's and I've said that before. Nobody's going to beat him until somebody can run as fast as Tyreek Hill or Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes. I uh, I've been in here all year, ever since week one, before week one we started doing this, and I said um, that nobody that there's a ninety nine point nine percent chance that the Chiefs run this back. Right? right, correct. Okay, I agree with you. The Packers are going to be there. I think they're the most. I don't. I don't really trust anybody in the NFC. But if I had to say I trust one, it's going to be the Packers. So when the Packers get to the Super Bowl, what Super Bowl is this? Do you know? Fifty-four. So when the Packers get to the Super Bowl, and the team that I chose that was going to be there, ninety-nine point nine percent of the chance. Guess what? The Chiefs are not. Going to be in the Super the Bowl. The Packers are point one, huh? The Packers are the point one chance. No, the Chiefs aren't even going to the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, who who's the point one? Who's knocking them out? Are we getting that far into it yet? Are we the waiting? Buffalo Bills? I could see it. The Buffalo Bills and the Green Bay Packers are going to square off in the Super Bowl this year, and Josh Allen is going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Listen, there, this is a fucked up year. This is a pandemic, no fans or none of that shit. But listen, Buffalo's fans have suffered just like Browns fans have suffered. They are some of the most loyal 
fans in the world. So if there's ever been a fucked up season, this could happen. This is it. Dude, the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all one time. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. I have the Super I have the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. I think they knock off the Chiefs in the AFC Championship in Arrowhead and uh I think that Josh Allen puts himself up there with Pat Mahomes just because ability, you know. Josh Allen's not easy to bring down. He's got a fucking cannon. Him and Pat Mahomes both have cannons. It's not going to be easy, but I cannot wait to watch Buffalo take on Kansas City, unless obviously Cleveland's there. But I'm not jumping that far this year. But I have the Buffalo will the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl this year against the Green Bay Packers. That is that's pretty hot take. Um, I, I don't see anybody in the AFC uh, taking out the Chiefs. I just I just can't I can't see it. But um, if anybody could. You could tell me it was Buffalo, and I wouldn't say that you were insane. Mm-hmm. Um, last year was Super Bowl 55, by the way. The stat guy just got with me. It'll be 56 this year. Yep. So Buffalo um, Bills, Super Bowl 56 champions. That is a hot. You didn't think I was going to go there? I've been, I've been on. I've been, dude. I've been on the Chiefs, big time. Yeah. Uh, are we going to act like Miami has a bad defense and the Bills just hung 50 fucking six points on them? That's true. That is true. Yeah, the Dolphins had a good defense. We got they're, a lot of shit we can they're, le- they're legit. They're legit, and they're and I like the Bills' defense better than I like Kansas City's. Although I, I do think, like I Buffalo's. think it'd be a fucking shootout. I mean, if the over-under on that was 100 points, fuck, I'd still take the over. I just feel like Patrick Mahomes just transcends so much shit that he gets it done. Uh, to me, I'm not going to say everything. Josh Allen's getting there. He's getting there. He, he's, he looks like he could and be. And he's bigger. He's bigger. He doesn't come down when he's. First hit, hardly ever. Yeah, he, he does that. Roth. He runs the ball better. He runs the ball better. Yeah, but like Mahomes will be running the ball and just fucking throw it like directly yeah. sideways no, you're across right. his now, body, and it curves. Yeah, now Allen will can't make the throws that Mahomes can be when it comes to that <laughs> left-handed sure throws across. You know, yeah, down. Not, you know, you know, from from your fucking knees or whatever. But I I, th- I just have this gut feeling that the Buffalo Bills are in the Super Bowl this year. There it is. There's the Super Bowl predictions we got this week. So. um we are we are ready to go, man. I am ready to to turn on the TV Saturday and just not move from that spot until it's time to go to bed Sunday night. Lots yeah. of food, you know. I said I was going to start a diet after New Year's. That hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> uh, it's probably not going to happen on playoff weekend either. Uh, lots of good stuff coming up. We've got Ohio State Monday night. Hopefully, I did just get a text that said that right now the Ohio State defensive line is right at that threshold area to where it could get pushed back. Like they're close. Right. Um, no, no word on if it is true or, or if it's, it's if it will be pa- pushed back or not. But word is they are close. So we'll see how that goes. We'll be following that. Um, I don't think they're going to let them play without them. I think that they would push it back, whether it be a few days or a week. To I think there's some sort of number of, of cases or quarantines that they would have to hit. I don't know what that is, but that's the way it sounds. So we'll see if that happens, and then um, we will be back in here next week. It'll be around our uh, our one-year anniversary of I have to get some shit away here soon. You know what? I'm pressing up a T-shirt for Lee Standifer tonight. I'm pressing up a hoodie for Matt Gustin tonight. Um, I might just throw a couple T-shirts together, and maybe we'll give some shit away. Yeah. Like Why it. not? Let's do it. Why not? We need people wearing these things everywhere. We're going to start our own rally. Uh, we shouldn't talk about those, should we? <laughs> All right, never mind. Fuck that. So, yeah, we got T-shirts, man. I'll make it for you at my house, send you a picture of it, you cash it up to me, I'll bring it to you. All that good shit. Um, we will be back in here next week with everything recapped. Uh, looking forward to the second round of the playoffs. And were we right, were, were we right or were we wrong is uh, going to be the question. So we will be back in here next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Locker Room Talk Uncut.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.